Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Everybody to your favorite show, Joe. There you are. <laughs> Anything interesting going on in your life? <laughs> Did you say Joe? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, looking right at you. <laughs> Can't you see? <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh, hey. I, I think you got it wrong. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're looking right at Matthew. That's Sydney. That's Sydney. I <laughs> I look up to no one. I look up to no. There I am. I'm right down there. Oh, hey, there you are. Hey, I bud. Matthew. Well, uh, you got wait, I did the wrong go- way. You're this way. God damn it. All right. <laughs> you got anything right. interesting going on in your life? Yeah, there is something be? interesting going on in my life. In fact, it just completed, and I am ecstatic. Mm. I'm Built my first swing set, like full blown play set swing set. It took three days. It took me three days on this thing. Every piece of wood, every screw, every nut, every bolt. Like I had to build the whole thing. And it was an intense experience. There were a couple wrenches that got a couple inches deep into the dirt being thrown extremely (laughs) hard uh, that I had to then clean out. Um, How how often did uh, Aaron have to come out and like hold a beam above her head? Like multiple times. Multiple times. (laughs) I'm like, all right, I need your help on this one. And she's balancing like an incredibly heavy beam. And I'm just like trying to like bolt it in. And it was ridiculous. And then the kids got on it and I was like, oh God, I'm so happy. I'm so happy this happened. And at one point, the two of them while swinging went back both at the same time and the front of the whole thing was like whoop about three inches off the ground and then went boom back down and I was like god damn it get off the swings <laughs> and I have to start like staking it into the ground and I'm like god but I think we're in good shape it seems to be working there's like a treehouse hut thing it's got a roof oh, yeah. I mean I hope when the weather really turns and it's spring again that they'll like spend a lot of time out there. It's so funny. I can already see myself being like angry dad if they're just like doing anything other than playing on that swing set outside. Right, right. <laughs> Why don't you get the treehouse and have fun? Look at it. There's a roof. It has a telescope. Go in there. Can you fit in there? Can you go in there and like drink? Uh, not really. On your knees, on your knees. Uh, you you could you could sit <laughs> on, on your knees, ass. just nursing a bottle. Yeah, but when I went up there, and I'm believing everything's fine in my life. Yeah. So you, you, is it more or less comfortable than a uh, Vietnam POW? Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Matthew, that is my first thought. It is that if it was about 40 feet taller, it would be maybe 30 feet taller. It would be a Vietnam POW camp lookout. Like that's exactly what it looks like, a watchtower. <laughs> so I was up there building it because like you build that part and then you got to go up there to build the roof and everything else on it. And the whole time I'm walking on that thing, which is meant for children, it's just going like, ee. <laughs> I was just like waiting to bust through the wood and be like, great. I'm the fattest guy in New Jersey. Great. Thank you for reminding me. Swing set. Uh, but I, that's something. I made it out of there without, without any broken wood. But it's funny you say that, Troy, because we have these high fences that like my neighbors put up. I didn't put up before I moved to this place. There's these, these high fences. You can't see them. So I climb up there and like you can see clearly into that place, like from their yards. And it just cracks me up the idea of like, is he, did he climb up there and just, is he drinking whiskey alone <laughs> in the rain? <laughs> it is On his knees? <laughs> I guess things are tough over at the O'Brien house. Uh, <laughs> well, that's quite a project. This yeah, was, it was uh, eventful. A Christmas it present, eventful. I'm assuming. Uh, yes, Santa brought it and was uh, adamant that uh, Joseph, my son, um, build it because he loves building things. And then I said I'd help him. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was he holding any beams up? Uh, he didn't hold shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was awesome. He was awesome. He he actually is a great helper and he loves doing that kind of stuff. He just loves tools and doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, he did. He was like, I want to do another screw. At one point I yelled at him. I mean, I was in such a bad mood and he got out his little like drill gun, which is a real drill gun. It's just not super powerful. And he got it out, climbed up on a step stool when I wasn't looking and on the outside of that thing, he just pushed like a Phillips head screwdriver drill bit into the fresh wood on the outside of the thing and just started like grinding it up. So it's all scratched like on the outside of the wood of the thing. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You're scratching the gorgeous swing set. I was a lunatic. I was an idiot. I was like, you got to be on the end time. I didn't give him enough to help, uh, I guess. So he just started tearing up the outside of it, trying to pretend. It was cute, though. It was cute. It, it is rough when they ruin nice things. Like, they don't <laughs> yeah. care that they ruined them. And you're like, ah, dude, Pokemon I mean, card, don't bend it. My son the other day, I mean, he's not that young. He's like four and a half. And I just don't understand. Like, he literally took a rock and he scratched an X into the side of the car. Oh, no. <laughs> God, like out of nowhere and i didn't see him do it i found out about it later from my wife she was like i was so mad he just scratched and like i looked over he just had a rock and was like hey you know like this is a normal thing to do he's like oh just raw wipe it off sam wouldn't even tell me if that happened at home because i would just be like uh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, what are you gonna I've, do? That's like twelve hundred dollars in body work. It is. It really is. And I'm like, well, that X is there forever. Like that's just a part of the car now. He marked it. Here's the family car. There went. You know. <laughs> it's now his. Maybe it's now his. In that <laughs> uh, well, good for you. Congratulations, Thank you. Uh, Matthew. Have you built any swing sets yet for your child? I have not. You, you have Sorry, all this still, to look forward still, to, Matthew. I'm still, I'm still a little bit in, uh, it, just like the whiplash of the ups and downs of that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, little, a lot of beautiful moments and a lot of ugly ones. <laughs> I ended with just 
Your son keying your car. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know where that came from. That was so wild. Like, it's not like he's two. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, so under, I don't know why he did that. Kids are so funny. I mean, they, they do say the darndest things, but like they will do something insane in front of you. Like any adult doesn't even, not even their parents. They just do something insane or they fall off something of a great height. And you, and you like look over and the kid's just like, Hey, and then they walk up to you and you're like, are you okay? Like you did just throw a rock through that window. Like what's going on? And they're like, my name is Thomas. And you're like, <laughs> don't try to change the subject, Tom. <laughs> you're just like, okay. And they're like, I'm almost five. See ya. And then they just run. And I'm like, you just smacked your face in the ground, falling off of this like play set. And they're just like, see ya. And I'm like, all right, kids are wild. Do you remember yeah. being a kid and like your knees were constantly wide open, like wounds from like skinning your knees as a kid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I remember like constantly having like bloody knees and yeah. Like, what the hell were we doing? We- Dude, well, I mean, it's the same. When I bathe my kids, my daughter has, and she's six, and she has, like, bruises all <laughs> up and down from the, her lower thigh down to her ankles. It's like her, a social worker her, showing up her at your shins, door. Uh, her shins. Sir, your daughter is heavily bruised. A hundred percent. And we were told you're drinking at a a playground. (laughs) Exactly. I'm always like, look at all these bruises. They're going to think. But then I'm like, doctors have to realize, like, kids just bruise the shit out of their legs constantly. And it doesn't bother them. It doesn't bother them in the least. Sorry, I have to interrupt for a second. Sydney, (laughs) that mason jar. Was yeah. enormous. Did you not? Did you not have a larger mason jar to drink out of? Wait, what is I don't think you're drinking enough water I missed every it. day. Let me see your receptacle. Let's see it. Show, show it, show it. Oh my <laughs> lord! That looks like something you use for experiments. Like it's there's some rain in there. You can make a, put a terrarium in when there. When it's full, when it's full, like a child, I do have to use two hands to drink out of it because it's unwieldy <laughs> when it's full with just one hand. But. Speaking of accomplishments, getting things done, I'm trying to drink more water. I'm trying to like purposefully fill up Mm -hmm. a big water bottle and just have it with me. And I'm like, don't want to fucking carry this around. So I'm going to have to drink it. I'm I'm with you. It's a very important thing. And for me, too, one of the main ways that I actually started getting it done was a I needed one huge receptacle. Like I because like what stopped me was going back and, and forth. I was just like, ah. What's oh, awesome is I put yeah. down, like the movie Signs, I put down 30 little cups around my apartment all day and forget where they are. And well, also as a security for when the aliens come. Exactly. <laughs> it's a win-win for me. Yeah. But yeah. Early warning system. But it's that's funny. like a portable yeah. toilet. Like what you have. <laughs> yeah, what you have is a little absurd. Right it's also good for that. There's three uses now. That's like, true. <laughs> when you first drank out of it, I was try- I was like, am I just like, is there like some forced perspective thing going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, man, Sydney is cosplaying a gnome really well. <laughs> oh, that would be funny if I it did does, a gnome it does, as a It character. looks like it's distorting yeah, just, the size of you as a person. Right? And I look kind of short now, too, now that I like look at myself. I'm like, yeah, I should play a gnome and just get a bunch of giant props to use when we're on camera. It's really uncomfortable. I feel like a pig fetus should be inside of it and it should be on your shelf. Yeah, yeah it should be at the Mooter Museum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you should drink water. I feel like drinking water. When we were kids, nobody said, go drink some water. Like nobody, my parents, I'm like, if I give them a bottle of water, like I can't drink this. I'm like, just, I drink like 50 of those a day. Like no, nobody drank water when we were kids. You know how I know I'm old? Because I, I need to drink more water. 
I'm like, physically, I'm like, I, I'm dehydrated. Like I feel it in my body and I'm like, yeah. I need to drink more water. And I went to the doctor the other day and you're always deficient in vitamins. You know, when you go to the doctor, you get blood taken. Like we're always deficient in vitamin D. Usually people are. Got to take supplements. So they, they do the D. Uh, they do the D. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the dog. The dog. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> What a doctor are you going to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a prescription is this? Was this it's highly inappropriate? Is, is there a license on the wall anywhere that you saw? <laughs> is this a new you don't doctor? have to do the D at the doctor. Uh, of course, right. I did the D. a new doctor in town. <laughs> I trust my doctor. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's why it's so despicable. <laughs> worse now <laughs> but I, yeah, I had to, drink some water Go I had here. to get <laughs> I had to get um, D, vitamin D I had to get like so, <laughs> now it's just stupid it's I had to get such a large amount of vitamin D um, and I had to take it like <laughs> I bet it's such a lot. It's like you need water and a lot of D. Oh, God. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. This is my two New Year's resolutions. And so far, so good. This guy is not a practicing doctor. vitamin D? Did he say, now open up this pizza box? Your prescription's inside. The story is, I knew I was old because I had to get vitamin D in like a, a huge amount, like 50,000 something. And I have to take it once a week for a month. And then they also were like, we have to give you injections of vitamin B12 oh God. for four oh, wow. weeks because I was so deficient because I was They're Like, are you a vegetarian? I'm like, no, I'm just I don't know. Not You're eating. like, I just eat french fries. <laughs> I'm not eating good shit. <laughs> Lots of water. What's the but problem, Doc? I'm full all the time. Uh, it's just funny getting old because I'm like, did I? There's no way as a kid I had this. And God knows what I ate as a kid. But you're just like active and like doing so much. And you, you eat so much. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a healthy adult. And I can't. Do you drink milk? No. Well, that'll help. That's not vitamin B- B12. <laughs> vitamin D. B12 and like animals. Oh, vitamin D. Uh, vitamin D. Yeah, I don't know. B12 was peddled to me as a hangover cure. Oh. Yeah. I don't well, know it if does it was make true you or not. Because start. Matthew's never been hungover. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that were true. Uh, and then I got old and I get hungover. I get hungover when I have a single drink. Yeah. <laughs> it's punishment. Yeah, that's, that's the worst part. That's the worst part of getting old. One drink. You're just like, what did I do? <laughs> I'm like, I'll, have a Bud Li- I'm like, I'll have a Bud Light. I'm like, I'll pay for this later. <laughs> <laughs> It's wor- I'm going to be bad tonight. What is it, Mardi Gras? <laughs> <laughs> I have a single Bud Light. <laughs> well, I suppose we should play Pathfinder. Oh, uh, yes. That's, that's we what we should. came here for. And no matter how old we get, we'll still play this game until the new OGL shuts it all down. <laughs> um, <laughs> you are no longer allowed to have fun in your homes. Yep. You have to play another game until you get old. Um, but you now have procured five out of six possible gifts to get the Mad Poet. There's only one more Dreamland excur- uh, excursion you need to make. Um, and once you get that final gift, 
You can follow up with the Yellow King back at the abandoned caravanserai, which feels like it was forever ago that you were there. What show did we do the caravanserai? I was just going to ask you that. Wasn't it one of the Bostons? My life. Uh, that? that might have been Boston. Yeah. Might have been Boston. I mean, it was a, it was multiple shows for sure. I, <laughs> I mean, odds are <laughs> there are so <laughs> many Boston shows. You know, we should drop an email to the Yellow King and just update him. That we're, we're going to be circling back pretty soon. That'd be so yeah. much easier, right? Um, we yeah, could one more trip. We could reach trip, out to the games. Yellow King and be like, "Yo, we got five. <laughs> Can we just go? Like, is you it really going to be that big of a deal? And then just skip ahead to an unprepped part of the adventure and plow oh. forward. Yeah. I'm so I'm sold. <laughs> Troy, Matthew's in. I'm in. I would love to do like some really chunky combat. <laughs> okay, like a good three. Let's combat. let's yeah. Let's ask <laughs> where like Troy plays like six characters. Yes, oh, that's the best. and then we make like snakes and yeah, that's the best. and so all the characters the are named. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guarantee Pathfinder uh, Third Edition. You get five actions. <laughs> I hope so. I hope what so. these combats to never end. Uh, you guys come back to the boat. You know, you, this I'm is sorry. The, I didn't. I thought I was trying to wake you up. <laughs> covered in water and urine. This oh, is covered. This is like for most of you, or, or the majority of you, some of you, or a couple of you, <laughs> one of you. <laughs> Every time you go to the Dreamlands, is it's almost <laughs> fatal. Uh, several of you have died there. Uh, some of you have died multiple times. And uh, yet again, you just, by the skin of your teeth, you wonder how much more can you take of this? And what is the rest of your journey going to look like? Yes, there's one more excursion ritual. Yes, you're going to go to the Yellow King, and he's going to bring you to the Mad Poet. But, but what else? How far can you be pushed at this point? Um without really knowing what it is you're after as you're chasing down uh, in Lyle's footsteps trying to figure out what he did. So I just want to kind of check in and see with everybody and see where they're at because we, we've just been just plowing through combat after combat. As you, you know, come to your senses and change your pants uh, and shirts, uh, what, what, tell me what a, 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 the rest of the day looks like for each of you. Whoever wants to start. Oh wait! Also, I just want to check: Do we are we having a full rest then when we wake up? I forget how it works. Uh, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Do we when I we think use you're back our... to what you were before? Okay. Well, then I spend the day completely just resting. <laughs> I think you wake up. I think you wake up fully rested with if your you, health back and everything. With your health back. If you had any mental conditions like uh, uh, stupefied or fucking any of that stuff, that carries over until it goes away. Um, that's something I haven't been uh, tracking as much. Uh, doomed obviously carries over. I don't think anybody's doomed anymore. And your madness is reawakened. Um, but yeah, no, you're back to full. So what? What? What is? Where is everybody at? There's a lot less people here on the ship now since all of those uh, sailors left, with the exception of O.J. Simpson. Uh, Senator Milo Daldemain is there with his three companions. Um, and uh, then there's still the older couple who are, are still shook um, from losing uh, their most recent lover, Sir Julie Andrews. Uh, Aldo, well, for one thing, I actually I realized that I had been doing my extracts wrong. 
I, I had made a mistake during character creation when we swapped over because I thought that what I believe is the mistaken impression that I had to have the lesser, I had to already know the lesser version of a, a bomb or an elixir to be able to learn the next one up, which I don't think is true. I think as long as I am of a level to of the, the a consummate level for whatever the extract is, then I can just learn it. So I had some duplicates on there. Like it was a mess. It was one of those things where I'd sort of filed it away as like finished and I, I didn't go back to it. And then, but I was going back over it as I was studying uh, alchemists and my, my character sheet. I was like, I fucked this all up. So I fixed a lot of that stuff. So I should be in a way better shape now going forward to be a little bit more effective and uh, versatile. Um, but one thing that I do want to do. Aldo, I think it's like coming out of this dream. It's like probably like coming out of any horrible dream, but worse. I mean, you think about how that feels when you wake up from a really intense, vivid nightmare. Like, I mean, this is something where that actually involved like a lot of physical pain and horror, horrible things. So uh, I think he's just like shaking. But once he has composed himself, he surveys the rest of the group and he says, "Hey, um, listen, has anyone got a uh, um, like a, a healing potion, like a little more, more more potent? Anyone got one of the something a little more?" And he like shows like the the, the minor like elixir of life. Has anyone got something a little stronger? Uh, I got this uh, healing potion, lesser. <sighs> yes, and is is may I? Uh, uh, sure, I you. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he takes this, just like, yes. Yeah. So and he just like sort of uncorks it, like takes a sniff, and he's just like, May I have this? Uh, is this going to come out? Like, are we just going to add this to my, my bill? Oh! Or? Yes! Okay. I'll, so like, I'll <laughs> add it to the, ex- to the expenses. Yes, put it on the tab. No, this is, don't worry. Yes, this will this will come back. Uh, multiple fold. Absolutely invoice us for it. Don't forget. Absolutely. Yeah, don't be afraid to just... And I write a quick receipt out. I rip a page out of Sheila, give him a quick receipt. And I am going to retire to my quarters. And I am going to use my alchemist set, my traveling alchemist set, to learn to reverse engineer the lesser elixir of life. I'm going to use assurance with my uh, alchemical crafting to do that. And I, thus doing that, I will have that in my formula book. And I'll be able to add that to the things that I can make every day. Oh, that's oh cool. nice. <clears throat> that's great. That's really cool. Okay, great. Yeah. 19 characters and no cleric, so it's good that we have someone that has can make healing potions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Aldo spends the majority of his day crafting. Uh, maybe, picture... maybe Ethel will go in there and just we'll sit back to back and he'll work on his dollhouse furniture while Aldo works on his, uh, <laughs> his potion. Like Jimmy Stewart and Henry Fonda making model airplanes. Yeah. Or like in The Wire. When, uh, like in The Wire. Freeman is when he's, when he's making his doll furniture. And I think we're just chatting it out like this as, as this is going on. Like Aldo is just sort of Absently, just sort of like talking out loud, talking through this process, and having 
sort of a half conversation, the two of us, like as this is going on. You ever been married? Mary, no, 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 no. I was in love once. Yeah, I was in love. Yeah, with the wife? Yeah. <laughs> this kid is so great. <laughs> He's playing them being back to back. It's amazing. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I mean, you never stop loving a person, do you? Well, I don't know about that. Depends what they do. It doesn't. It really doesn't. No, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in love then. Maybe. Maybe. Let me give you a little bit of advice. Mm-hmm. Anything you care about, just mark it before the marriage. Just, like, put a little, like, note. Just trust me on this. Noted. <laughs> anyway. Adidas here, Ethel, starts to quietly sob. As he makes the doll, as he carves a dollhouse, <laughs> making his tiny furniture. And crying. He's like carving the posts of a four-poster bed, and he just is like. <laughs> he says, "I think it's amazing. The viscosity is actually probably about seventeen percent thicker than the, uh, the weaker version. That's funny, isn't it? I feel like a weaker version of myself now. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we'll fix that, won't we? Yeah. Not paying attention." Eris <laughs> <laughs> comes into the room and she sees Ethel and she goes hey cool dollhouse <laughs> you know uh, just a reminder for the uh, audience at home chicken hands neck mouth <laughs> <laughs> you don't see the neck mouth all the time my hands are in my pockets she oh, goes uh, hey um, you know I can totally um, give you little like dolls for your dollhouse, and they'll have like real spirits in them. Oh, I don't. She smiles don't, at you. Oh, that's that's very that's very kind. Um, I don't have a dollhouse. I, I I make these. The idea is to open up my own shop one day, retire, and just you know, this will be the, the wares that I sell. Could you murder the guy leaning on his horn outside of your apartment? I was, gonna, I was like, I'm not going to break. I'm not going to break. Stayed character. They taught I'm, me at Juilliard. I'm going to resist the urge to break the fourth wall and yell at this guy. It is 11 o'clock at night, dude. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. My, my daughter is asleep in the other room. Oh. Still? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, okay. Hey, hey, do you, uh, do you want this one? <laughs> hey, when what? What is it? It's a, a it's a four poster bed. It'll be have a canopy. I'll make a little canopy out of tool and meal. Oh, a bed. Okay, I'll put it on my altar. Thanks. Altar. Yeah, <laughs> I put everything you give me on my altar. <laughs> okay. Sorry, you said you've got an altar. Yeah. You you travel with an altar. I mean, I travel with all my things, and then I kind of set it up it, oh, wherever I, mean, I am. Where, sorry, where, where is, how big is it? Is it large? How or? much space do I have? I don't think I have a lot of space. It probably takes up like a little corner, like on a tiny little crate or something. Perhaps Ethel could carve you a tiny version of one that you could carry around, save some space. <gasps> Would you, Ethel? <laughs> Uh, I couldn't ask you to do that. No, no, it would be my uh, would be my pleasure. I, you know, what? I'll make it for you, and then whenever 
any of your friends are your coven. I don't know. Maybe that's an assumption. Uh, you they see it, and you can say, you can say, I got this from Merman Furniture Incorporated. Yeah. No, that's great. It's a bit of word of mouth, you know, neck mouth, but still. Also, I believe it's pronounced Coven. I think it's Coven. Coven? Yeah. I don't know these things. I don't know. Okay. So very from region to region, I think. But I've always heard Coven. Eris is defeated by this interaction. She comes <laughs> on. She goes, okay. And she takes out her poppet and she's like, ah, so frustrating. And she's just like, why Why did you send me here? She's like talking to her poppet. She's like, why did you send me here? Uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, Looking at the poppet like it's talking back. What do you mean? You were the one who brought me to the dreamlands. I don't know how to get there. I didn't know how to get out. Uh, you brought me there, and I thought it was to get into children's dreams and to eat the children. And I just didn't get to do that, and now I'm on this boat, and I'm terrified. And what do you mean I'm not, not, I'm not supposed to eat the children? Uh, <laughs> don't eat them. I'm supposed to uh, put them in the objects. Put the spirits in the objects. Dinky fustum. Okay, you're not going to tell Baba Yaga that I've been eating the children, right? I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Okay. Is she all right? <sighs> and she's I just think... continuing to mutter to the puppet. Yeah, she's just. I think she's talking to a doll. The uh, fellas and I have heard her talking to that doll, uh, and it's it's creeping everybody out. It's probably why she can't get anyone to hang out with her on the boat. I think it's just something she's into. Are you sure she's cool? Says Dinky Fuss Tumble. She walks up to um, Dinky and she's like, hey. Oh, hey. Hey there. (laughs) What's your deal? Oh, just, you know... (laughs) Making sure everything's cool down here. Are you cool? Are we cool? I'm really cool. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, if any of your mouths are hungry, we're going to be eating soon. Oh, oh. excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <Okay>. well, right. <laughs> and he kind of looks at you. <laughs> Goes upstairs. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. Uh, Ethel, maybe, she, maybe you could make like a little house for her doll or something. I mean, I just doll... Dollhouses. What's your point? Seems to be some kismet there or something. You want me to make? You want me to make a, a house for her doll that she talks to? I mean, I think it would be a nice gesture. I mean, I mean, all right. I just don't know why anyone will, no one will talk to me. No one will make out with me. No one will hang out with me. And yeah, see, no one is. No one's making out with her. So I think you've got to build her something that her doll can at least kick back in. Why can't the Baba Yaga teach me how to make friends or how to get a boyfriend? I don't know. Or go first. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't care. That does give me pause, the Baba Yaga thing. I've heard of this Baba Yaga. <laughs> this is, uh, I've, this is multiple places I've been. This is a very terrible person from what I've heard. And she seems to serve her or something. And that would, that does give me pause, I will I will admit. So, uh, where do we land on the house and the office? I say make of the house. Okay. Because you, you can't go, you can't go wrong. And, um, I mean, it seems like, it seems like a thoughtful sort of thing that, you know, you could do for a person that, who has a doll that they're very attached to is give them accessories for that doll. So that is, that is the, uh, the entire business model of, of Merman Furniture Incorporated. No, well, you know better than I do. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. 
I'll make a little house for the for the for the evil puppet. Great, or even just like a little dinette set or something, you know, just some as a starter. Maybe I'll make it a chaise lounge. Start a chaise lounge. You could do little therapy sessions, or a fainting yes. couch. A fainting couch. Yeah, no, that's good. We can recline when you know when it's tired. Great. Ethel is like flush with inspiration in this conversation, <laughs> and he just starts to whittle madly. Where's Atticus? He need <clears throat> he needed that. Um, <laughs> he did. He said he's been killed a bunch of times. His mind's been taken over. It's he's he's had a rough couple days. I picture Atticus uh, in a scene on deck uh, on the the main deck, and uh, maybe he walks up to Suki, uh, and maybe she's just like standing, you know, on a, by the uh, the edge of the boat. And he'll walk she over. She is. Yeah, yeah, she's looking out and she's uh, feeding the fish and talking to the fish. Yeah, I could picture this. I could picture you standing there, like the wind blowing. And he'll walk up to Suki and and say, that was rather horrifying. Yes. How are you feeling, Atticus? Out of sorts. I don't know quite uh, what effect this is having on us. Long term, I mean. It was difficult enough leaving the asylum, dealing with a certain level of amnesia, but I felt physically and mentally strong. I just didn't remember certain things. Now it's very different. I feel as if I'm wasting away. I can't figure it out, but hopefully we're coming to the end. How does it feel different for you from when you were in the asylum, behind bars, and now? Well, I felt of, uh, I felt of my right mind, and I felt strong enough. I just felt like I didn't remember, right? Not like I was wasting away. Like I was simply confused or a bit lost but strong of mind and as I found things out as each piece of the mystery began to unfold it it all made sense but this is making less and less sense with each passing dream hmm. Suki you were quite spectacular without you we never would have gotten the, the hat and so I'm grateful but I wonder why you're here I was just asking the fish that same thing I asked about the asylum because I know what it's like to be held against your will and I wonder why you're all doing this because that dream felt like I was being held against my will, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. The other one was the god, the great god. It was the most horrifying thing I've ever experienced. And I felt trapped and there was no escape. The only escape was death. Of course, Aldo and I feel like we are trapped in a way. We must do it. We must find out who we really are. 
how the Count came to control us in such a way. I feel like I need to know. I have vague memories of family, Suki, people important to me in my life, but I don't know who they are or where they are. Finding him could answer some of those questions. But we don't get anywhere without you. And you could walk away at any moment. You have your freedom. Please don't read this as suspicion. It is really... I am so deeply grateful. I just... I wonder why you subject yourself to it. That all makes sense now, actually. I was... trying to understand what was holding me here. It felt like a weight. But perhaps it's... it's not. Perhaps my... Perhaps it's fate. You finding me on the island. Me finding your ship afterward and escaping... My imprisonment. Perhaps this is not an imprisonment for me. Perhaps this is my escape. By helping you. I... I could leave. But... I feel compelled to stay. And perhaps it's to help you. Perhaps it's to explore the dreams more. I'm not sure, but... As scared as I am, I'm continually fascinated as well. So don't think that it's pity. It's not. Though I do care for you all, and... Well, I know what it's like to die in the dreamlands, and I don't wish that upon any of you. And perhaps if we stick together, it will... We could escape this last excursion. Without feeling quite so... Dead. Don't take this as suspicion, Atticus, either... But once you discover your missing identities or memories or whatever it is that you're looking for, what then? Where will I go and what part do I have with you all? What is it you seek on the long term? Freedom, of course, is such a valuable thing not to be, uh, uh, not to be understated. Getting it is incredible. But then once you have it, it's also a bit of a curse, for you have to figure out what to do with it. I, myself, have ideas. I think I know what I want to do with mine. But what do you want to do with yours? If we are uh, at the end of this thing and get uh, all the information we need and we go our separate ways, what would you do? Where would you go? I haven't thought that far ahead. I suppose... I just... Maybe want a little fun. <laughs> I don't know. A little adventure. I've I've been so cooped up and I've... I miss having excitement, even when it's terrifying. I can appreciate that. For me, I would... I want, I always, I feel, wanted to be an entertainer. I wanted to bring the wonder and joy of magic to those who don't experience it often. And not the dangerous magic and not the horrifying magic, but the magic that makes you feel 
as if you could do anything. And this journey, while it is rather horrifying, does open up some knowledge, some ways of magic to me that I didn't know before. And I feel very lucky for that. But controlling that is a very fine line I'm finding. The more I know, the more powerful I become, the more of myself I lose. Can't go too far, but I think... I think I'll know when to stop. I have one more question. Hmm. Ares. When she joined us on this ship, she... Well, we didn't know her any differently than we knew you, nor any differently than we knew Ethel. Ethel... Of course, a bit of a hired hand, a mercenary, right? Not here for fun and adventures, quite so much as yourself, but needed to prove himself. And you as well. Yet I cannot recall Eris having to fight O.J. Simpson. Do you have any memory of that? No, I believe when I was initiated, as I assume is... Traditional on the ship. By I thought it was as well. The juice. Uh, I believe. Hey, someone got my name? <laughs> no oh. one's talking to you, OJ. Leave, or I will Hello, give OJ. Pepsi Sorry, something just, to do. So, because one, I heard somebody call out for the juice. <laughs> I'll be right over here. <laughs> I heard somebody call out for the juice. <laughs> I heard someone call. You like it, the juice. <laughs> I believe that Eris was already on the ship when I uh, appeared. Really? I don't remember her ever fighting OJ. The days are all mixing together for me, and I don't, of course, want to embarrass Eris? myself. Eris! She shows Eris? up like, right behind you. She's like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, you were not there before. That scared me a little. Hello, Eris. Um, hey. Have you spoken to uh, a crew member, a crew member named O.J. Simpson? Yeah, yeah. Um, I tried. It's like every other crew member here, though, they don't really have a lot to say to me. So, oh, of course, don't worry about that. Very small-minded yeah. folk. Really uh, gets did you, you ever? After a while. Did you ever fight him? No. <laughs> He is rather a, 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 an interesting combatant. Uh, Suki fought him, did you not, Suki? I did. Well, Pepsi uh, really showed our stuff. If you remember, it's when I first met you on the docks. I was soaking wet, and I fought the juice and won quite quickly. Mm. And Ethel oh. did as well. Uh, it's sort of a rite of passage on the boat. <laughs> and uh, I just feel like, you know, those crewmates and also you know those among us in the the um, the guardians of the ship uh, might be interested to see if you could handle the challenge as it were is that why like no one's hanging out with me 
I don't presume to speculate on the minds of others, but yes, the, uh, that is probably what's happening. The OJ challenge. Yes, if you don't complete the OJ challenge, it's very hard to connect with those who have people like Ethel. Oh, Suki! Suki! <laughs> what? Suki immediately notices insight check. Suki immediately notices Atticus making the eyes, and she's like, mm? <laughs> "Ethel walks in. Were you guys talking about me?" Yeah. Amazing. Okay. walks in. Wait. We were telling. We were telling Eris that she has yet to complete the OJ challenge. We were going to see if it would be held on deck. What's the OJ challenge? Well, don't you remember, before you were granted passage on this ship or a job uh, as, as a contractor under Aldo and I, you had to prove yourself in a test of strength against OJ Simpson. You mean when you made me fight that poor, subjugated galley rower? Uh, oh, are we growing a conscience now, Ethel? Uh, <laughs> perhaps if I gave you more gold, you could forget your morality again. How much gold we talk? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were just pay. saying that Eris never... Like, I got to build a, like a whole house for... A, 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 You're building a whole house for Eris? Who house. are you building a house? <laughs> Who are you building it for? I, my friend. <laughs> my friend. <laughs> He looks awkwardly down. My friend. My friend, uh, A.C. Cowlings. You don't know him. You don't know. Okay. Well, I do believe this rite of passage should be in our future. I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, Eris, it's it's all for sport. It's fine. Who's O.J.? And she looks around the boat. O.J. looks at the guys. Juice. Hey, can you come here? Hey, what's going on, guys? And she casts, um, shit. What spells <laughs> do I have? Kate looks over her spell. What is she doing? How can I torture this character? She can't kill her. Don't do that. He could actually do that. Vomit swarm. Vomit like, swarm. Vomit hey, swarm. She casts hey, Vomit swarm. what's going on? Hey, my name's Ju- Oh, oh, God! She belches a swarm of magical vermin. And it evokes the shape of, uh. I'm just starting to feel better. Of, uh. Oh, come on! I've never heard a lady. A, bra- a rat. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, so he's just being eaten alive by rat. Oh, come on! It deals you 2d8 piercing damage. Somebody shoot them! Shoot the rats! <laughs> it takes the form of a very slow multiple car highway chase. Basically, you walk over, she throws up on you. Oh. Suki, oh, Suki just- calmly walks on stairs and just says, Alto, you have to come see this. Something's happening. <laughs> oh, right. Well, listen. And as you go up, you see going, do you, like, back down? Do you back down? I, I never backed up! <laughs> <laughs> you just called me over to say hi, and then you threw up a rat on me. I'm doing my rite of passage to be on the boat. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh no, I missed the beginning of the OJ challenge. <laughs> yes. Oh no. OJ, Am I the you, winner? If you yield, do you yield? Then I yield, I yield, okay. please. Awesome. And she <clears throat> takes back in the the oh. swarm of vermin. Sucks back oh. in her own vomit. OJ stands up covered in nibbles and blood. <laughs> 
Please leave me alone. <laughs> she like wipes the here. back of her mouth with the wipes her, her hand with the back here. of her mouth. OJ, I'll, I'll take care of you. Like, no, man, you, you broke my arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just trying to heal. No, no, please. I can heal you. I can make it. I can heal your wounds. Oh, please. She wipes her mouth and turns to you, and she goes, "How was that?" It was quite good. Ethel, can you take care of him? Thanks, me. All right, come on, man. <laughs> and Ethel like escorts him out, and then you and he does the he, he does he lays his hands upon him and heals him. Juice is tired. <laughs> Eris, Eris, really well done. I didn't think we could uh, outdo Suki's uh, snake show featuring Pepsi. This uh, swarm was so delightful. Snake show brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> this snake show brought to you by Pepsi. This year's snake show is sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> Truly, this this was one of the best we've ever seen. Uh, well done. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. While, while we're all here... I was wondering if I could ask you to participate in something alongside me. Could you be more specific? No. <laughs> well, I'm in the middle stiff. of an experiment, so I really should get, be getting paid. No. I needed to okay. do some research. I'll do it. Um, no, I, gotta no. go bu- I gotta go build a, a house. It's nothing dangerous. <laughs> I was gonna say Spinny Power is standing there, and she says, I'm in. Spinny Power? Oh. <laughs> Spinny, you're with me. My right-hand woman. Uh, Egg and I, we're in. Eris and Egg, you're my left-hand women things. If I can <laughs> if I can be of help, I, I'm happy to. No, oh. as long as it's quick, I, I do have a Bunsen burner going. No, no. Oh, oh that's actually perfect. Um, I'll, I'll use that. And she pulls out a sage stick, and she just wants to smudge the entire boat to remove bad energy... Um, because she thinks that the dream, the crossover with the dream and the blood wind, very bad energy. Um, so she says, everyone take a piece of the sage, uh, and all you have to do is put it into every corner of the boat and walk around, put it in your own quarters, uh, put it on the poop deck, uh, everywhere. All right. That's it. Okay. Okay. Smoke stings my eyes a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure there's many other hmm. positive effects, too. I'm uh, going to meditate and think better thoughts. If you need me, I'll be in the sun. Right. And she walks up barefoot and cross, just crosses her legs on the middle of the deck and puts her head up, eyes closed. Did she give us a job? She just told yeah. you to go smudge the stuff. Yeah. This is nothing. This is not a spell. No, no. Troy, <laughs> Troy is looking so quizzically. He was like, what the fuck is she doing? Not a spell. I simply just want to... Sm- she knows about dreams and stuff, and she has a lot of, uh, you know, like occultism knowledge. She just wants to smudge the ship. That's it. Aldo, the second he nice. takes it and nods, and the second he's out of her vision, he tosses it up over the side so of the ship. So rude. And goes so back to his experiment. rude. <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. Out of nonsense. Piffle. Aldo. walks around, Aldo. one hand pop it, one hand sage. Kind of sniffing it, walking around, trying to make friends. Hello, wait up. This, um, how's your experiment going? Oh, quite well. I think I'm very, very close to a breakthrough. Uh, I, if it's all right with you, I was going to start digging in. 
uh, own the research for the final location. Uh, is oh, that yes. all right with you? No, right, yeah. I, I can join join you uh, shortly. I just have to just a couple yes. of more. Yes, sooner the better, make, please. Then. You know I need your help. Absolutely, yeah. No, and I really should hurry. And he rushes down, back down, and like, you know, measures the boiling point of one of the liquids that he separated out. And after a few minutes, he shouts out, Eureka! <laughs> yes! And he's scribbling madly down, and Sheila in the formula book slams it shut. He's just like, well, that's uh, bit a bit more thunder from down under, I think. <laughs> right. Well, let's get this uh, other bit of research going. And he goes and joins uh, joins Atticus. You guys have the uh, list of items that were given to you by the Yellow King. Maybe you've been circling them or crossing them out. Obviously, the Doom Idol of Ib is left uncrossed. But the only other item that you don't have is the webbed red foot. So webbed you, that red sounds foot. like it is straight out of Elden Ring. The webbed red foot. I have it written in my notes, and I looked at it, and I was like, red webbed foot? What the fuck is that? (laughs) Now I remember. can't be right. You're looking through the Count's books, and, uh, you know, maybe you spent some time, like, gathering some of them. You think, all right, these books are going to be for this, these books are going to be for this, and so you already know that books with such titles as Curses of the Black Lake, Men and Vultures... Denizens of the Darkened Depths and Dead Skies, and one other book called Shards of Sight. The answer that you seek is in the pages of these books. And so from there, we like pass through a day or two while you're digging in. Two of you are so smart, and you have other companions now um, that possess, you know, arcana and occultism and be a little library lore so they're helping you dig through these things and at one point you find this lavishly illustrated bestiary um, identifying these rare creatures called womps they're these bizarre aberrations that have multiple uh, spindly legs that end in webbed feet and although womps tend to be uh, uh, generally a pale gray color the skin of their feet is a dark red. Mm. Out of all the monsters that you're reading about, that this seems to be the only thing that matches the description of this webbed red foot. You are see they that friendly? Sorry, what are they called again? Womps. Womps. I used to bullseye womp rats in my T16 back home. It's not impossible. You can have time to play with your friends later. Um, <laughs> are they friendly? <laughs> These ones? Uh, they are not. They are not. Um, the the little you learn about them is that they like feast on corpses. Um, cool, cool. You're looking, you know, oh, you're, you're men cr- and vultures. Men and vultures. You're looking at, you know, you're, you're not only are you just grabbing these books randomly and digging through them, you're also like seeing like. Lowell's notes in the marginalia like cross-referencing other things so as you're reading one thing and looking at another you come across a medical journal um, that's describing rare rare diseases like corpse pox ghoul fever and zombie rot Um, 
And these are diseases that wamps can inflict with their bites. Come on, Wamp. They eat carrion and then inflict this upon their prey. And does our research indicate if, like, these things have contracted in the dreamlands carry over into real life? Or <laughs> is it, like, purely physical? Or is it that... is unclear because the stuff oh, is, is written. It's written as <laughs> if they're, they exist in our world as well. Right. Or as they exist in the dreamlands, that's a real dimension as well. Just different than the material plane. Um, over and over again, you see you're advised to uh, avoid cemeteries and necropolises where wamps tend to congregate in large numbers. Weren't we in I mean, were we in Necropolis? Didn't we? We sure were. And you came up followed some uh, ghouls, but they were like cool ghouls. They were like, hey, help us out. We're trying to wipe this place out. And these guys came in and took our own Necropolis. And then Is that the one where died. Atticus first died? It was it was like a yes. mausoleum, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We so, played with Jared that day. We sure did. And he lived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got the shit and got out. Sir Julie died there, too. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. It was Atticus and Sir Julie left. She just stayed because Atticus blew it. He didn't blow it, Matthew. It was just bad rolls. I didn't say it. Yeah, I know. I can see. I see your mind. Wait, was that the fly one? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. You know what, Sydney? You're the best. All right. Uh, <laughs> is there no checks here to roll, Troy? Uh, to find no, out. No, you're just digging more. into this information, and you feel like you're very close to uncovering the phrase that you need to travel to this last location. And the and the location? Do we like the other ones? I feel like we knew the location. Right here, we're just talking about what any random is cemetery or necropolis. Would we go unclear. back to the same place for this one? It doesn't seem like that. Now, all of these, like, that you, you're sometimes given information, and then, like, there's a left turn at the end. You're like, why would we go there? And then when you go to these places, it soon becomes evident. Um, with this, you just find out that, like, okay, womps, that's probably a womp. Avoid cemeteries and necropolises. So where do we have to go? You don't know yet, and you're still digging in. But perhaps you'll find out some more. Right after this quick break. Shaboom! Comes on the screen. Day 64. And this is not the campaign. This is like just since we got on the boat, right? Just since you got Two on the boat. Two months on this boat. Okay. Wow. I know what Atticus wants to do today. Shower. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to bathe the in the time. river. <laughs> I never mentioned it before. But he is going to bathe in the river. The shower on the boat is they have a rope tied to the uh, tied to the keel, and you just t- tie the end of your rope around yourself, and you hop off into the water and just get dragged along for a while. <laughs> and then they well, you haul you back in. It's funny. At 64 days, like if we played this game like a normal group four hours a week, every week, we'd go through these this part of the adventure so quickly it wouldn't really feel like to this feels like two months because it's taken us about eight months yeah. uh, to get through 64 days uh, um, yeah usually it's the other way around it's like the game time moves so slow in real time I'm sorry the game time moves so fast wait other, it, only two days pass in game time and two months in real life right now it's right, like right. the real life in the game is like the same <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah 
Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Like, I, had, I hadn't thought about that. Atticus could just, like, basically strip down to, like, a loincloth and then just, like, cast fly and, like, fly out, dive into the river, fly through the water, fly back out, <laughs> fly back into the water and fly back out. Like, it, what an amazing <laughs> way to bathe. <laughs> I think he needs soap. Well, yeah, I'm just saying the, uh, the spectacle. It'd be and fun. A guard jumps, be f- leaps out of the right. waves, yeah, and see balls that? And <laughs> right. It's like it would be bait. like doing it in the middle of the Amazon. <laughs> You're fly <laughs> fishing with true. a rat, basically. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, well, it's day sixty-four, and you are about eight hundred and ten miles into your journey. Ever since you sailed south of Galt, if you were to look at a map, I don't have the map on me right now, but. Um, this portion of the Selen that you're traveling on now very clearly separates uh, the nation of Andorin to the west and Taldor to the east. But the uh, the Verduran forest lines both sides. Mm. So you're kind of running right through the middle of the Verduran forest. It is very much like the Amazon. Is yeah, said. this is cool. It's so like Heart cool. of Darkness or something. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, can he talk? Can Atticus talk to the captain? Sure. Like what? up on deck during the day. It's rather heavily wooded, is it not? Both banks. Have you been drinking? <laughs> yes, but what does that have to do with anything? It's 11 in the morning. Is it? <laughs> what is wrong with you? We saw you flying out there and bathing yourself without soap. Drinking? You saw that? <laughs> the entire crew saw it. You were it a naked rat flying in and out of the water. I thought I was... Oh, you daft drunkard. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want? These shores. Yes. Do you ever stop along them? Is there any place, any civilized society that looks rather wild in this place? I guess the Verdurn Forest, it is not, not necessarily hospitable, but also not inhospitable. There are many creatures... Fay and otherwise. There are little enclaves of druids, worshippers of other deities, both good and evil. Not many ports, though. I've never had a reason to really stop, so it's not in our plans. Even though we have a druid on board now? Well, if we want to drop her off so she can go meet up with her weird wood friends... That's fine. She can swim ashore. I mean, I think that's rather judgmental, but perhaps she could help us get more supplies before we head deeper in, no? I'm, I'm, I'm all set for the time being. Uh, we uh, will be will be in Casimir, and, well, I don't know. I've lost all track of time, but we're, we're, we're fine right now. You Why look are over you and so... Suki has, like, 30 birds on her arms, and she's, like, talking <laughs> to all of them, walking around the boat barefoot. And he points. He's like, Druid. I understand, but why are you so interested in going into the Verdurn Forest? I'm not, particularly. I mean, it did rather fascinate me. But when you said that it was not entirely evil and there were people there that could help us, I thought, why not give it a shot? But it is your boat, Captain. I wouldn't presume. This is a sightseeing tour, Mr. Grimm. 
I'm merely trying to get us more supplies, Captain. Also, you're being a bit defensive, and I do find it rather disturbing that you don't have any idea how many days it is until we will arrive at our location. I mean, it's pretty much the only thing we hope you know. I will not take that kind of guff from a sot such as yourself. <laughs> what did you call him? Oh, hello, Ethel. I was just having a conversation with the captain who is well aware of where we're going and how long it'll take to get there, which is very comforting. Captain. Uh, Atticus, you got something on your on your, your nose there? It's just a bit itchy. I'm going to pretend this conversation never happened. Listen. In fact, I'm going to pretend this entire episode never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I may delete it. In the meantime, what did the five of you do to the juice? He's been in his cabin weeping. Not unlike the weeping sores on his body from dozens of rats. I healed he those. Is a, yes, but he's a member of my crew now. You treat him with respect. You wouldn't do that to Dinky or Spinny. You don't well, do it to the Dinky juice. Or- it's because Dickie O'Spinny would not be uh, enlisted to stand up and fight for this boat. O.J. certainly would. He is an extremely strong fighter, and we needed to make sure that he stays on top of it, is ready when the time comes for a combat. It is not your place to cockfight O.J. <laughs> That's my juice. <laughs> He's my juice now. <laughs> Good I, believe, day. I believe Good day to you. <laughs> she storms off. That's my juice now. She says. She says. It's twilight now. We flash forward. It was just 11 a.m. Yep. You're, you're still sleeping it off. Uh, maybe you're all on deck. You just had a, a feast that Spinny prepared. Um, more fish. It's always fish. And... Uh, it's, you know, it's starting to get a little dark out. As it starts to get dark, everybody roll a perception check. Oh, yeah. Natural 20! Oh! Yeah. There, see what happens when you beat OJ? Boom, 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 boom. It just starts to... <laughs> get that OJ boost. <laughs> 32. Ah, 32. 23. 21. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sounds like the boys are having a fine time while the ladies are uh, more yeah. aware of their surroundings. Apparently Atticus was bombed at 11 a.m. He's just he's sleeping it off <laughs> through twilight. <laughs> it's like a trip to Vegas. He's about to wake up at 5 p.m. and get started all over again. <laughs> Eris, uh, you notice at first, Mitsuki, your eyes follow Eris's, and you see um, in the woods um, sub- several globes of light just sort of floating uh, high in one little section of the forest. What is that? Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Can roll a wilderness check? Or yeah, can I roll like a nature? Yeah. A wilderness check. 
I have try a wilderness lore. check first. <laughs> 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 I have wilderness lore. Oh, do you too? Yeah, I took I thought it made sense for her. I don't know. I'll do nature because it's higher. You do that instead of wilderness. Natural nineteen plus nineteen on my nature, and I got a thirty for my uh, wilderness. We know about the woods. Yeah, it is not natural. Whatever that is, that is not natural. In fact, you're positive it's not natural. So you stare at it and wonder if it's just a a trick of the eye, maybe the moon uh, light hitting the the water and reflecting in some weird way. But you cannot, uh, you cannot figure out what that is. Can I roll Arcana if I'm just like, hmm, it doesn't seem natural. Seems unnatural. Natural one. I'll I'll do a cult. I mean, I have Arcana too. Do we think that makes more sense? Yeah, Arcana is probably the first way she would go. You wouldn't be like, cult phenomenon? Uh, So that's a 23. Arcana. Okay. Um, It looks like it's very similar to dancing lights mm. looks like which means it must be coming from a caster on shore guys I wouldn't say guys Suki wouldn't say guys she's more proper than that guys gentlemen that's more yeah that's where Eris is <laughs> guys guys um, gentlemen oh, magic missile <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm sorry <laughs> Did you I was just dreaming. Try to cast magic missile at me. No, no. I think I just said the words. Uh, it, he's asleep. He's asleep. Well, wake up because <sighs> Eris just saw something over there. Does anyone have binoculars? Maybe we can see if there's someone like on the shore. It looks like someone's casting dancing lights. Oh, I could just cast dancing lights. No, there. don't. What? We could just ask them. We could just walk up and be like, hey. Well, I don't see anyone. Do you see anyone? Well, as you're talking, Senator Daldemain comes over and he looks excited and he's like, wait, did you say, did you say light, dancing lights? The the, the missive that I received from my benefactors, the the stardust augers, they they, they said in their letter that that there would be globes of light in the the treetops, yes, right there. Uh, That's that's the sign that I'm supposed to meet them. Uh, Ethel, get the captain, get the captain. Uh... Uh, 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 Ethel just like turns around in a circle and then he runs off in the direction of the captain's quarters. <laughs> captain comes over and she says, "What? Do you, you want me to put this ashore so you can investigate?" Yes, and the please. Like, please, please. And you guys are begging as well. She's like, "It's getting later. I, I, I don't really want to get that close to the shore this time of night." And the senator's like, "Please, this, 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 this is what this is my sign. It's, it's what I've been waiting for. And, and, and your reward will be taken care of if these are uh, the people that uh, are meant to save me." She looks at the rest of you. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. I, you don't know if this place to be completely dangerous, right? You said no, it could but go it's getting way. it's getting dark out. Well, that's the only way to see the lights. He says it is their signal. We'll be fine. Pull over. Okay. Uh, way anchor. All right, I'll go. But if he's getting off the boat, I want you to go with him. Of course. And she kind of yeah, pulls no, you close. She's just like, he promised me a reward. I want him alive so he can pay it. Yeah, we, nice. were, we were also it's promised the, a reward. It's yeah, the only fun. reason we even spoke to him is because of his money. Rich. He's rich. Rich. <laughs> All right. We all do thumbs up. All yes. right, we're, we're pulling ashore for 
the right reasons. <laughs> Atticus gives a big wink. <laughs> I think we understand each other. And after a lot of pantomiming, the uh, the boat pulls uh, close enough to the shore. In fact, there's this like little uh, was that a jetty? Like a little bit of land that comes out where you can get. She's like, I think I can bring it in here close enough so we don't have to put down the dinghy. And uh, you can just hop on to the uh, grass if you want. Oh, nice. Not the grass. And it's like it, it gives way to the water. It's a little swampy. Mushy, a little swampy, but not like muddy, just wet. Um, but you don't like fall into the water. And and, and the senator's like, ah, please, uh, my, my companions. And he calls to his friends, uh, Desdemon, Manny, Phil. And uh, his three friends uh, come with him and, and they're help down as well and then all five of you go with yeah uh yeah. no yes no. Yeah. yeah well you know i i always think about like we do have a certain responsibility to guard the boat uh it seems kind of strange to all leave the boat but uh they, they also in theory have their own fighters and people that are capable of doing that yeah yeah, in theory. yeah. no i'm down i don't want to split the party let's let's do this so you uh, you start walking in the direction uh, with the senator and his friends, Desdemon, Manny, and Phil, uh, in the direction of these globes of light. And as you walk... Hold on. I draw my bow. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I talk to Phil. Phil, where are you from? Me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was born in... <laughs> Sandpoint. And we're here. <laughs> Sandpoint. Sandpoint. I've heard of that place. Yes. Sandpoint. I know that. Lovely. And I left. Uh, we, we can talk about this later. Uh, agreed. Actually, uh, maybe not. We might die. <laughs> we'll talk about it again. We could all Why? be dead soon. It's true. It's just a weird thing to make small talk with me right now. <laughs> we're approaching this magical light. You never once spoke to me. No, don't. In the two weeks that I've been on this boat, Ethel drives his dagger into Phil's neck. (laughs) (laughs) He was the the inside man. (laughs) He was the inside man. (laughs) That's amazing. That's weird that you would make small talk with me. (laughs) (laughs) One hand over the mouth, knife in neck. Senator's like, Phil, come here. <laughs> Phil? Ethel is quietly You're dragging right the body. <laughs> Phil sounds sick. You, uh, Phil sounds drunk. <laughs> you continue walking in the direction, and eventually the, the trees start to part, and there is a clearing. And as you enter the clearing, you see uh, a woman standing alone in the clearing. She has long, uh, dark hair, uh, sharp features, smooth skin, and she's just uh, looking up to the sky and, like, motioning with her hands and her fingers. Sustaining the spell. Um, Atticus will approach. Excuse me. Sorry, don't want to startle you. 
she stops. And as she stops, that light that was illuminating this grove goes away. It's only the moonlight that's starting to grow brighter by the moment, finding its way in. So everything gets dark in like an instant, except for that moonlight. But Atticus has dark vision, so he can still see rather clear. What does she look like uh, in terms of ancestry? You know, is she armed? That kind of stuff. Important She's, defensive stuff. Um, roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, that is a 19. 19. She's wearing uh, some sort of pendant, uh, and she has a small blade at her side. Is she um, human? Does she appear human? She is human. Um, she has dark features, but um, definitely human. Doesn't look to be any uh, monster. Uh, very simple robes, and and you you don't startle her, but she she stops because she was so lost in the casting of the spell. She stops, and, and as things go dim, uh, dim, she looks at you. Greetings, travelers. The great dreamer has shown us much of your travels in our own dreams. You must be weary. What? And as she says that, you see in the clearing all around you, several dozen people start to emerge from the wood, like 30, 40 or so. Uh, Some of them were dressed almost identical to her with little pendants around their neck and blades, and the others all have weapons. Cool. And we'll see you next week. Oh, okay. Awesome. Shit. This is going to be a friendly encounter. <laughs> and that's why I stayed on the boat. <laughs> that's one who's in trying to scrub the blood off his hands. <laughs> carrying Phil's wallet. You know what? I really hope Phil was the inside man. I hope so. <laughs> Oh, dude, 40 people. Oh, God. So in da- like darkness with just in, the moonlight. Yeah, darkness. So a total creepy. trap and happens to be the same sign as the... <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. 
First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. <laughs> 